This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Modern Geek Podcast number 48, recorded July 1st, 2012. I'm Chuck. I'm Juan. Welcome back to Modern Geek. Another week, another conference. (laughs) Another press conference about by one of the big players about the big changes that they have come. Look, like our stuff, too. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know, I've I've had uh, a lot of kind of interesting feedback from uh, from listeners about the uh, and, and friends, too, about the Microsoft Surface. Uh, and, and it's interesting to me, the group of people that were interested, like uh, everything from, uh, you know, uh, financial advisors who are looking to see if this is what changes this is going to make for Microsoft to uh, my mother. My mother yep. was interested. Uh, she she thought, wow, that sounds kind of cool. You know, that might actually fit something I want, you know, and yep. and uh, so it's it continues to be exciting this week, though. Google. Indeed, Google had their uh, their I.O. Keen, uh, I.O. conference, is, it, is that right. what it's called? Yeah. I think so. <clears throat> I apologize. I'm still a little sick here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that but bad. We had a few, uh, a few releases here. Um, first of all, in the same line as, as, as uh, the, the Microsoft Surface MacBook Pro Air line that we've had, we have a Nexus 7 co- coming out. Which is their their um, latest offering for the seven inch tablet? Oh, okay. Yeah, they they also announced the uh, uh, Android four point one, which is going to be called Jelly Bean. Okay, here's the big question, because this always just kills me with Google and Android. You always want to get excited, like if they if they if Apple introduces a new iOS or a new uh, desktop operating system, it's probably going to be something I can use, and if not, it's probably because my stuff is extremely old. If uh, Microsoft releases a new version of Windows, I'm pretty certain I, I'm going to be able to install that on some hardware that I have. Uh, what does this mean in terms of, like, if you wanted to use this new version of Android, what how, can you? Well, okay, the, what, what they had announced is that when they release this, um, it's going to be an over-the-air upgrade for three specific android phones and then they'll release it to open source three phones okay yeah as well as this nexus uh i i i watched through it a couple times and i couldn't really understand what they mean by that like it's an over-the-air update to these phones which means that okay we're going to if you've got these phones, you're good to go. You can right. Is it? You'll just get it as a software update, kind of like how you get an iOS update, right? Right. Right. I don't know if that means that it's going to be limited to just those. I mean, that's a good it's, question. It's interesting because I mean, it really. That's the that's the problem with with it being such an open market is that some of these phones were developed from the open source platform. Some of them were developed in the partnership program. Right. So I don't really know. 
what is going I, I, I guess I also don't know enough about jailbreaking as well as I know a lot of people will say well screw that I know that the open source version is available I'll just jailbreak my phone and, and load up a custom ROM onto it right um, I think you run into problems with uh, like DRM dApps and that kind of thing at that point but I gotta uh, admit it's hard to get really excited about something when you can't even figure out whether or not it's going to be applicable to well you. and I'm also trying to figure out what it does um I, I know that they've done a lot of uh, updates to, like, the, the keyboard and the voice functions. Right. So, like, they've done a lot of iterative updates. So, like, the, um, you can use a lot more natural um, search terms when you're using the voice search. And it'll, it'll understand that a lot more. Okay. Um, they've also taken the voice capability offline. They, they took a version of what they, of the Big Iron voice predictor and made a software version of it that will fit on the on the phone itself. So you can actually, without a data connection, you can do a uh, you can do a voice search. Now that's cool. I actually wish. Uh... <laughs> well, I, I thought that was cool until I realized that a lot of the search results go in, out to the internet to fetch their information. Yeah, good point. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Like for organizational on the phone itself, it might be a good idea. But if it, if it has to go out to the internet for anything, I mean, you're going to need the data connection anyway. And <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, offline maps. Uh, you can find a map and then make it available offline. I guess it caches that part of Google Maps. Very cool. And a uh, little bit of tweaks to the home screen. Uh, uh, the, <coughs> I'm really sorry. Um, they're really getting into the... Um, their cards display for the voice search, which is like the Siri, uh, you know, like the Wolfram Alpha results, that oh, kind of thing. Right. Where it shows yeah, up the formatting. Card. Yeah. Yeah, they're very, they're very into saying, you know, these cards show up naturally. Um, they show up in human readable terms, you know, tying into the voice search thing. It's like, this shows you the information that you asked for. Um, they also, which I'm, I'm not sure how to take, they also said, oh, and these cards will pop up when you're near places that they could be useful for, like coffee shops. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, I th- I, it all comes down to customization. It's how... Uh, yeah, you're right. Right. It's like, you know, if, if it's like, you know, if you're driving down the freeway and every time you cross a, a, an intersection, it, it, it's like, you know, there's a Starbucks here. Oh, now it's gone. You know, I, I don't think that would be very cool. But if it's like... If you put maybe if you can put it into a mode where say like you know find you know show me what I'm looking at as I'm walking down the road that could be cool um, I think it will wind up being turned off most of the time. <laughs> well, this is definitely one of those things where it really comes down to if who's in control of it. Like if you put me entirely in control of it, the user entirely in control of it, it could be a good thing. If right. you allow anyone else to have any control over that, it's it's a deal breaker. You know, it's one of those things that uh, I, I don't want other people to decide what pops up on my phone and when, whether right. they think I'm interested in it or not, you know? <laughs> yeah, if it turns into an ad platform, that's a bad idea. It's a horrible but, idea, yeah. Yeah, if it's, if, it's, if it's for the user's control, then it could be a good idea. Uh, the the offline voice search thing would be cool for dictation and stuff as well, obviously. But which is where it's going to be the weakest, though. That's where you really voice dictation is where, you, where you really yeah. need the heavy processing. I gotta admit, I I wonder if there wouldn't be some middle ground though that it might be filling like uh, like even with uh, with with Siri on the iPhone because I have one and I use it a, a good bit. There are 
you know, like right now it can handle voice dialing without a data connection. So, you right. know, if you, if you just say call so-and-so, it can figure that out. If you, uh, but it would be nice if maybe you could do slightly more than that. Like, for example, things like maybe, I don't know, setting appointments or, or some of the other things like that, that you do entirely on your own phone, that could be useful. But again, I, I think you, you kind of make a good point, which is it's, it's a marginal improvement because most things require data connection anyway. Right. That's the problem is that these devices have become yeah. very tied to the internet. Indeed. Kind of, kind of boned without it. Uh, so I, I, I've, I've tried to find anything. It, I think what, what happened is that a lot of people were expecting like Android five, uh, uh yeah. but I mean, it's six months down the line. It's, it, I don't think they would have been up for releasing a new major version. So this is kind of like when, when, uh, you know, they released the, the iterative updates along with the four S and stuff and say, Hey, remember all that stuff that you liked, but wish we made better. We did. <laughs> right. So I think I, it it looks like a solid update. Um, it's just the, okay. The the other reason I really have a hard time getting excited about this mm-hmm. is going back to that release schedule. Is that <coughs> sorry? It's not just the fact that only three of these phones are going to get the over the air update right away. Right. It's the fact that when you know you say you walk into the buy more right and find find the the Android devices that are selling with Android four on them. It'll be less than 50% of the devices that are on the shelf. Yeah, that's rough. They're I mean, all selling with 2.3 or 3.1, is it? Um, all these older versions that just, you know, they, they, so that they can build very cheap hardware for them. This, and You know what? This, I think I understand this a little. Let me, let me take a stab at this. We're trying to operate essentially a Windows model buy the OS, install it on whatever the hell you want. There's going to be a big mix match of hardware, mismatch of, uh, not mismatch, mix match of hardware and, <laughs> and OS, and that's, that's good, right? And it is, except that because of the high cost of cell phones and the need to still uh, tie them to plans in order to get uh, providers to su- subsidize the phone, because of that, you know, terrain feature in the landscape in the phone landscape you know mobile device landscape it means that overlaying that windows model that microsoft model of of hey whatever just install it it'll be great you know make, put your own hardware together we don't care right it doesn't match i mean it would be nice i agree that that is the way it ought to be except that and i have to admit sometimes i wonder if it wouldn't be better if the damn phones just cost eight hundred dollars and that was the way it is well in many places in the world that is the case a lot of places in the world don't do this contracting and it's I, i i don't know i think maybe that's might be a better way of doing it uh it was exciting back when the first iphone came out and they did that for a while they were just like yeah it's expensive here it is whatever well, buy it don't buy it you know yeah it, it would have been even more exciting if they didn't say oh yeah and by the way you're getting the two-year contract anyway <laughs> but the thing is well except that yeah it, except that it didn't it, it still made some big differences because whether you got a two-year contract again i mean that's that's entirely up to the providers because they're subsidizing the plan 
Right. You know, if they, well, sure, mean, they could charge you twice as much for the plan, too. And but, but when it comes down to it, there were huge advantages to that, regardless of whether you still had a contract or not. Because, fine, you had a contract, but you know what? You could buy another phone and put it on that damn contract if you wanted to. It wasn't this constant game with, hey, we have a two-year contract, because that's what it takes to recover, you know, four, five hundred freaking bucks from you over that period. <laughs> with right, the kind of yeah. plans reasonable people will have. And yet the device is only going to last a year, maybe a year and a half. You're right. like, yeah, that, crap, that's, that's, you know, that's a problem you run into. I'm, I'm crossing now into the into the ter- territory of uh, I do work for telecom. My, sure. my opinions are my own here. Um, but if um, I'm not part of the, the kind of cell phone side of the business, sure. so I really don't have any insider uh, information. But if you think about it from a cell phone provider's perspective, does it really make sense to give any over-the-air updates? No, you want them to buy the latest and greatest phone, right? So I, I think maybe that I know uh, Windows Mobile when they were when they came out with the Windows Mobile Seven, they had a really hard time browbeating into the into the care into the different carriers and uh, hardware vendors that no, we want updates to our users and we're going to push these. And it even Microsoft was was. Having all of this effort going into having to 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 beat all the carriers and and the manufacturers back and say no we don't we want our users to continue to have a good experience, not arbitrarily cut them off because it's time for them to buy a new phone. Well, and and you know for what it's worth, I don't think it's just that one group is evil and one group is good. No, I'm not no, saying no. you're saying I'm that, saying but. That. I didn't think you were, but I think it's important to note that that's not the case. You know, what is the case is that you have a complex business model that was built over 20 years where, where entire businesses, entire markets depend on this, this fundamental system that's in place. And in order to make big changes the way we want to, we have to either accept that system and work around it. Or we have to replace that system across the right. board so that everybody can can play. And I'm not sure, as much as I would love to just replace that system, and I thought we might head that way when, when the first iPhone came out, but we didn't. No, I think was... we can't do it. I just don't think we can. I think well, we're stuck it, with it, you know? I mean, it, 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 it's kind of all uh, similar to the, the QWERTY-style keyboard. It's like, yeah, Dvorak is a lot more efficient, but you're never going to convert the world. Yeah. You may convert a single keyboard user that won't be able to use keyboards anywhere else where they are, but you know there there are certain practices that have become so so fundamental to the way that these industries work that there's just no way to change them without hor- like huge amounts of restructure. I mean, the music industry went through that kind of thing yes. where. You know, the video and the, the, the TV industry is going through that at the moment. And it's it's not clean. So, and so, there's no way to make it clean. People are going to have to yeah, so fail. People are going to have to suffer on maybe this. Maybe not. I don't know if I agree with that, but I know this. So backing up out of the out of the ditch here with this, <laughs> from, from a perspective of, you know, we can point at something like this and bitch, but when it comes down to it, uh, I think the... the, the mess that you see with android is a result of trying to overlay a change in that system 
on the same landscape without that fundamental without changing the fundamentals required to really get there you end up in this situation where yes there's an update no some people can't have it uh it's it's crazy even if you go in to buy a new phone the chances of you actually getting that are relatively small you have to like figure a ton of crap out to either to even get close and then once you buy it you're screwed because the next one is probably not going to work out that way either and uh, we can whine all day but when it comes down to it it's just kind of crappy you know yeah yeah, I mean, it, it, it also carries over into the tablet market for Android as well. It's, it's, the, same, it's the same exact environment over there. It's that all, right. Everything is running 2.3. And I, 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 I had said when I first watched the, uh, the, the day one keynote, which is where they introduced all this stuff, uh-huh. I, I, I thought to myself, you know, it would have been a bigger impact if they had not released a new version of Android, but said going forward, manufacturers are required to use 4.0. <laughs> yeah, they can't for new that, devices. Though. For new devices, would be nice. They can't. It would be that. nice. It would be. It would have been a huge, big news story in the yeah. market. But I don't think that they have that no, much control over the market. Happen. They don't have enough control over their I own agree. market to do that. Um. So the, the, line, the Nexus Seven tablet does look pretty cool. Uh, twelve eighty by eight hundred screen, uh, quad core CPU, and they ooh. also made the point of noting a twelve core GPU. Wow. Um. But still could get nine hours of HD video and oh. 340 grams. Well, that's cool. So that, I mean, that, that should be a cool thing. I know there's a lot of people that are into that kind of seven-inch uh, tablet or like the Kindle-sized device. Uh-huh. And I think that that's probably, that could actually be a, a decent competitor. I was thinking, depending on the markets that it has on it for the, uh, for the Kindle Fire. Right. Because they, yeah, of course, they got the big Google Play market they're trying right. to build well that was the other thing they were pushing is you know look we're we're really serious about this google play thing we're developing it out and you know we're getting more deals every day and uh, come come buy stuff from us <laughs> yeah you know the one thing i gotta say too is that despite how kind of screwed up a lot of this stuff is if they ever hit on a combination of an os that's really awesome and easy to use and and uh, intuitive and uh, a powerful piece of hardware and a nice, uh, you know, reasonable price and everything, and and easy access to the right kind of media and so on. It doesn't yep. matter how screwed up it is; people buy it like hell. So you never right. know. Every one of these is a possibility. Yeah, I think I think I think the thing to take away from it will be watching the Nexus Seven and, and seeing how that does in the market. Uh, the, the the other one that that they released, which I had a bit of a question mark when they first introduced it was the nexus q oh yes did you see this i did okay so once they once they got around to describing it here apparently okay it's it's very similar to uh an apple tv uh-huh it's a set-top box you use an android phone as the remote box and <laughs> it's not a box it's a sphere <laughs> it's Just a sphere cause. And I, 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 as soon as I saw it, all of those arguments from like 2000 to 2001, where uh, 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 Apple released the uh, the first flat screen iMac that had the dome base on it, right? Of like, you know, electronics are rectangular, right? And and all the problem, the hardware problems that had come from designing something spherical, all of those arguments came back, and I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to set this in on my? Uh, in my entertainment center. But that aside, um, the, the, apparently the gimmick of this one, 
I say gimmick because all of these devices have a very specific like you can do this on it, right? This one is that uh, apparently if you're running an Android device, you have all of your data up in the cloud. And this will let you stream all of that music and video from the cloud back down to your TV. So it's kind of like an Apple TV, but you're forced to use the cloud. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it also, you know, does like an airplay style over Wi-Fi. Right. Um, I didn't see any. I mean, the, the big thing they were touting was the cloud. And the reason being was that you had um, like, say, you had multiple different people over at a party and they could each help design the playlist on the on the stereo. So everybody contributes from their own library, and you could get maybe a mix of music that you wouldn't otherwise. You know what, though? That's one of those things that sounds really hip and forward and cool and everything, but when it comes down to it, it never freaking works because everybody's yeah. damn hardware doesn't match up, or you don't want to expose something. In this. It just, even, no, no, no. even Apple's. No, no, even simpler. Even simpler. It doesn't work three beers in when two guys are fighting over what song they want played. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I, I have a uh, I have one comment about the sphere before we completely ditch it, and I know okay, we should. Okay. But I just I when we first were discussing this on the day of the of the of the press conference, I couldn't help but think I'm like this just seems like a really horrible idea, and I was trying to figure out why, and it occurred to me I I, I don't know I'm sure you're aware of the whole Dieter Rams ten principles for good design thing, uh, right? It's been making a lot of uh, uh, it's been making the rounds lately in a big way. Uh, again, uh, Dieter Rams, a lot of these things, uh, you see a lot of his stuff in, in brawn products and that sort of thing, which are, are again, making news recently because, uh, like, like that brawn, uh, tape deck was real to real deck was like an inspiration for the podcast app interface and so on. Uh, he, he has these 10 things that he says, make good design. These 10 principles, he says, good design is innovative. I, I think that that's true of the uh, uh, of the cue ball. It's 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 different, you know. You can't argue okay. with that. Yep. Yep. Uh, good design makes a product useful. Not really. I mean, well, it, it doesn't affect its use at all in any positive way. It's round. Yeah. It's spherical. That's the only thing. Uh, good design is aesthetic. Well, on its own, it looks kind of cool. But as you pointed out during the event at the damn press conference they had it sitting out with wires running to it because just like at yeah. home there's no freaking like, way we'd like to show you a video of our living room demo and they had uh they basically sh- had shot it in a in a house they had a coffee table with the queue sitting right on it with wires running across the carpet and so no matter how freaking cool this thing might look in a in a random world on its own in a in a and you know sitting in an anechoic chamber or something you know the yeah. fa- the fact is that in your living room it's going to look crappy because you're going to have wires running to it and nothing fits around it's, it. It's not even look. I remember playing uh Super Nintendo on the family TV and then bringing the Super Nintendo all the way out so that you could plug in the controllers and sit back on the couch. Right, right. And then having my little sister run through the room yep, and, check, and yep. the Super Nintendo goes flying at the TV. I mean basically <laughs> Uh, if you have it on the on the on the coffee table, you've effectively made a cannonball that will be launched at your LCD the first time your kid walks past. Good design makes a product understandable. Huh? I'm not sure how I see how making it well, spherical makes it understandable. Well, and and also the the other thing that they were they seemed to be hyping up a lot was the uh, 
the LED that that the, the, it's a ring of LEDs around the sphere that dances to the music. Wow. I don't know if that makes it understandable or not. Um, I guess it lets you know if it's on. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can understand that. On lights do that as well. Right. Uh, good design is unobtrusive. Well, fail. it certainly smacks that one right in the face. Absolute fail. Well, also, um, I mean, in terms of what, what shelf are you going to put this on? Yeah, really. And don't plan on putting anything on top of it. Oh, uh, and also make sure that it's uh, accessible because you use near field communications with your Android thing. So you have to touch it with the. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You have to smack your phone against it. I, I'm going to hope that as well that they also have like a software pairing mode like they do with the Apple TV. Yeah, that would be nice. I'm. I'm going to guess that the NFC thing is more of a convenience thing than an actual primary connection method. At least I would hope so. Good design is honest. It does not make a, uh, this is the detail here as a description. It does not make uh, make a product more innov- innovative, powerful, or valuable than it really is. It doesn't attempt to manipulate the consumer with promises that can't be kept. Fail. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'll, let's take a moment. I don't want to do too much of a direct comparison to Apple TV, but the Apple TV is a little tiny box, and it, it very much says, all I am is a little tiny box that plugs into your screen. Yeah. I'm just an extender to what, what you already have. I'm not a big, powerful box. I'm just going to do this one thing, and I'm going to do it well. And this is That's a glowing orb. Yeah, this is a glowing orb that looks like it's the, um, the, uh, the, the Terminators and the Tesselector from Doctor Who. It's like, your life will now be terminated. <laughs> Good design is long-lasting. It avoids being fashionable and therefore, and therefore never appears antiquated. I'm Fail. thinking back to a lot of that kind of wood design uh, <laughs> electronics. <laughs> uh-huh. It may look really hip for a moment, and it's going to be just really freaking annoying. But it comes short. down to it. A box is a box, and it will remain a box. And Yeah. You know. <laughs> it serves Sphere. its purpose. Yeah. Good design is thorough, down to the last detail. Nothing must be arbitrary or left to chance. Care and accuracy in the design process show respect toward the consumer. Uh, you have to run wires to it that sit out and look stupid with it. You have to bump your phone against it. Uh, you have to have a specific phone to control it. Uh, I, I you will, have to, I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and hope that that LED can be turned off so that if you're in a theater, you don't have light bleed. Or your bedroom. Or your bedroom. Or, oh, okay, oh, let's, let's say anywhere but a bright living room. Wow. Yeah. Uh, good design is environmentally friendly. I won't touch that. I have no idea. Uh, I would say doing. no because they're doing custom builds. Oh, wow. They're like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, good design, and here's the here's the ultimate fail. Good design is as little design as possible. Less but better because it okay, concentrates ultimate, on the essential aspects and the products are not burdened with non-essentials. Ultimately, this is where it fails. This is also where the boxy box fails. And I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not. Oh, so I'm agreed. not. I'm not given the goo. I'm not given the the cue ball here. I'm gonna keep calling it the cue ball. The <laughs> Nexus Q, a uh, 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 hard time. I gave this exact same criticism to the boxy box. Yeah, when it came. I, I agree. I look at that thing. My parents have one, and it it's great. They use it for Netflix. They use it for you know internet and radio. They use it for a whole bunch of stuff. But when it comes down to it, it's you know the the, the slight OCD side of me is like, why can't they just straighten it out? 
No kidding. It's you not know, it's OCD. Like, it's it's a, that's what I that's why we came up with you know we ended up talking about this in the first place because you're like ah I'm OCD. No, no, it's not. It has nothing to do with that. It's just crappy design. You know, it's over designed. It doesn't serve a purpose. It does cause problems. It does make it, it beautifies one thing by making another thing ugly, which results in more ugly. It's just a bad idea. Well, okay, here, here we go. Let, let's compare this. I've been trying to find, you know, I've been trying to see what the news stories are coming out of this uh, announcement and compare it to what I saw when Apple TV updated from version 2 to version 3. Right. Version 2 to version 3, every single story was 1080p support now on the Apple TV. Right. All the news stories for this one is, well, it's a ball. <laughs> it's like, okay, design should not matter you know that what? much. I if agree. You know, it's give me functionality over. I mean, it could be an open. I mean, let, let Raspberry Pi. It could be an open circuit, yeah. but if it does what I want it to, I don't care. You know what? I hate to say it, but we're actually uh, on a short leash time-wise today. We're going to have to wrap up. Maybe we should continue this later if we need to. You know what? I, I yeah, I agree. I, what I want to hear is I want to hear some feedback from. I've already gotten some feedback from uh, different users. Uh, through email and through the Hangouts and stuff like that. What what stands out for you in the Google I.O. keynote? And what are the, uh, what, 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 do, what are your opinions of the cue ball here? Ah, Nexus Q. 214-296-9229. Follow the instructions there and you can leave us a message. Anything in wrapping up, Juan? Uh, no, just I, I, I want to be excited about this stuff. And I just want somebody to show me what the perspective is where I can see what um, Google enthusiasts are seeing in this release. Please let me know, because I really want to be excited about this stuff. I love how Android is developing, and I, I, I like that there's, there's something else in the market other than Apple so that they don't become a monolithic Agreed. kind of Microsoft-style thing. But I really need to be passionate about this, and somebody please show me the perspective. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we will see you next week. From everyone here at Modern Geek and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have something to add to the show, a news tip, feedback on anything we've discussed, or just some random awesomeness, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. You'll find other GWC podcasts, as well as the friendliest people in geekdom, on the GWC website and forum, galacticwatercooler.com. And don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.